0: Welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Voodoo Rework Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at LuckyMojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt of PapaNewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Condraman Ali of Condraman.com in Mission Bejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers, Sister Girl of SisterGirl.com in Los Angeles, California, bringing us today's topic on moving people out of your life. Afterwards, we'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of voodoo Conjure or root work, as defined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodwits of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Miss Cat and Conjurer Ali. Miss Cat. Hi, thank you, Papa Nuke, for
1: that introduction. Hello. Ah, We've been doing rebroadcasts for the last two weeks, so we're happy to be back. Things are moving right along. Um, Every once in a while, we have to go someplace, do something, and do a rebroadcast. We just happen to have two of those in a row. But um, we're back, and we are so happy to have Sister Girl as our guest. But before we get to that, um, let me just give you a little catch-up on what's been going on around the Lucky Mojo shop. So... Somehow, and I know I mentioned this when it happened, the Santa Rosa Press Democrat wrote an article about us. And uh, it's not the first time we've been in the paper, but something about that article or the way it was presented has just brought everybody between here and Santa Cruz to visit us. And um, today, Jenna, Summer, and Heidi are holding down the fort And there is a constant stream of visitors, many of whom have driven a long way to the shop. We're way out in the country, and they're like, you know, like, gosh, it took us four hours to get here, and they're here. And um, we're very grateful for the publicity that has resulted in so many walk-ins. And I personally am very grateful to Heidi and Jenna and Summer for um, being there, being on the spot boy, what a day. And I was down there working a little bit and meeting and greeting people, but I'm telling you, they came mostly as couples. Most of them mm. have come as couples. Some have brought dogs. Some have brought children. Some have brought children and dogs. And some have brought their cousins. I mean, it's big families. <laughs> so it's been very interesting. Um, we we love it when it happens. Um, we're always you know welcoming to people, but Wow, if you placed an order with us and were hoping for it to ship on Monday, it probably didn't because we had a nonstop party in the shop just making things for people and getting things ready and explaining things for walk-ins. By Monday, they'll all be gone back to work, we will be back to work. But I'm telling you, this was some Sunday. It still is ongoing. I walked out on a whole uh, room full of customers, waved them all goodbye. They didn't even know who I was. Bye, see you all later. And I left. So that's how things are at Lucky Mojo. Lots of walk-ins. Um, also, I want to give a shout-out to my friends um, Nicole and Holly, Mrs. Holly. They are teaching classes up here on the Russian River on divination through Redwood mm. Witchery. And Redwood Witchery it has a um, its own little Facebook page, and you can just go look for it, Redwood Witchery. and um, This is their first attempt to um, do some outreach to the public, teaching multiple forms of divination. It's a a six-week class. I think that this next week will be on Lenormand cards. I don't know whether you can drop in once the thing has started. I know they're going to break for the winter and come back in the spring, so keep Redwood Witchery in mind if you are looking for uh, learning on um, on uh, tarot, Lenormand, pendulums, crystal balls, all forms of divination is one of the things that they have going on there, and um, I think it's really a nice thing. I hope they carry it on and and find a a, a way to do it uh, more often. But uh, there been just a six week class. We'll see if they carry it on. All right, so mm. that's my my shout out to my friend. So how are you um, today, conjurman Ali?
2: Oh, I'm doing quite well. I'm very excited to hear the shop is so busy. That's a like a fat, wonderful little bump there. People are recognizing it with the Disneyland of, of Forestville. Um so that's <laughs> that's super cool. Also happy to chat with you. It's been a, a couple weeks, so I've missed your lovely voice and and happy <laughs> to be here. Um, mostly been quite busy and looking forward to fall as Beautiful cool weather starts sweeping, and I mean we talked about this before about how the seasons have shifted, and, and summer now continues well into October and sometimes early November, which is maddening because when I was in school from K through 12, school starting at September always meant fall. That's the beginning mm-hmm. of fall, but we're mm-hmm. still having a little bit of hot weather here, uh, just waiting for fall to show up
1: well uh, um, someone posted in here. I think it was Nagasheva. It's impeachment weather
2: from your lips to God, ears. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wanna just i mean i I gotta just take a moment because conjurman Ali and I I don't know which one of is more left of the other. We keep on shoving each other to the left, move down, move down um I, I you know we're almost off the edge now, but um well, in any case um. We've been enjoying this, haven't we, countrymen Ali? Even though we haven't spoken very, in two weeks, all we got to do is just kind self. of like high five each other in the air. <laughs> <laughs> okay?
2: Virtual high five. high five for
1: sure. Virtual high five. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. is giving us a virtual high five. I tell you something. Um, see, I'm old enough to have remembered the the whole the, the whole Watergate. Trekking a mile and a half through the woods, through the deep dark oak and Beech Nut Woods to a little tiny cabin that had electricity where Penny and and, um, and Jim Clipper lived, and they had a TV. And I would beg them, please turn on the TV. I want to watch the Watergate scandal. And they were like, but this is our president. And I'm like, no, please just let me watch five minutes of it, just five minutes of it. And I'd watch five minutes of it, and they'd let me watch it, and then I'd have to walk back in a mile and a half just to keep up. So mm-hmm. that was one of the most exciting summers I ever had was watching – the Watergate scandal unfold. It was just unreal because it was so at a remove. I had no newspaper, had no radio, I had nothing. I was out there in the woods with no running water, no electricity. But every day I'd go find my five minutes of it. And um but now it's delivered to us twenty four seven. Man I get mad. I I go to Google News and I'm going, What? No new headlines? What? They went to sleep? Come on guys. <laughs> and I'll say if I stay up till three in the morning, it'll be six in the morning in New York and maybe there'll be some more news. I'm I'm kind of a junkie for news. Um uh, but anyway it's been very interesting. Um I don't even want to say where we're at in the scandal because people listening to this five years down the road go, What's she talking about? Oh, wasn't there a president and an impeachment? Didn't they do that before? Yes, yes, yes. But right now we're living in it. You're you're listening years later, you're going, Well, oh, whatever um, you're not past it yet, folks. No matter when you live, you will. As long as there is um, radio archives, you can always tune back and tune it in, or video archives. I'm telling you, um, this is one not to be missed. Living right. through
2: history.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like this. only posted. Um, the historian Kevin Cruz joked, "It's like Watergate, but with stupid people." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Um, um, Papa G says, "Lock him up." Um, and a hoodoo for you says John Oliver calls it stupid Watergate. That's yeah, absolutely. There's
3: a, there's a it's theme. like,
1: it's like, um, yeah, it's Watergate with idiot clowns. It's just so freaking oh, nuts. All right, enough of that. We're here to talk hoodoo, but, you know, we just had to catch up two weeks. I mean, two weeks ago, where were we? We were not here two I know, weeks ago, right? I know. Holy moly. Okay. Life comes at you fast. Yeah, it does. It comes very fast. All right. Well, we're all lighting our candles for impeachment and um, and hoping for um, some kind of crazy implosion. And I also got to send out my... Best wishes to Bernie Sanders. He had a Mm. mild heart attack. He had a stent. And I'm going to tell you something odd. Do you know, because I am a news junkie and I go to Google News and they have headlines picked just for me, right, and all that, I did not see any news of Bernie Sanders' heart attack or hospitalization or anything. It was blocked out of the Google News that I was reading. And I only found out about it, strangely enough, through one of our common guests here, William Stick-Evers, who posted about it on his astrology blog and uh, and said that he had predicted it um, astrologically. And I asked him for what the astrology prediction had been, and it was, um, I don't remember the details of it now, but it was pretty obviously clear that that was a good prediction. He had made it. He predicted it. So a shout-out to William Stick-Evers. He and I don't agree on politics, but we do agree on astrology. Mm. All right. Today's special guest from AIR is Sister Girl. So welcome to the show, Sister Girl.
4: Thank you so
1: much. Well, Thank yeah, you for being um, here.
4: Yeah, I, I did see something about Barney's heart attack for, for like half a second on Twitter, but you're right, it wasn't well covered.
1: Yeah, it was sort of strange. You know, it was just very odd. Well, folks who yeah. don't know Sister Girl... Um, Uh, She is a reader and root worker in Southern California, a person who has been on the show a number of times. You can look up her old uh, appearances here, and um, we shall uh, get right to our topic. And our topic is moving people into and out of your life. So I'm going to give a little brief explanation of what we're talking about here. We grow up. There's a certain number of people around us, but the longer we live, the more we find that certain people drift away. They move, they die. We have a fight with them and never talk to them again. Meanwhile, new people are always coming toward us. But we don't want to live as if we were just a small little, um, you know, little water bug in a stream with the stream running all around us. We want to be in control of our lives. And so, in the course of the development of Magic in many cultures, there have been magical forms developed to push people away. This does not mean cursing them necessarily. It could be, but it doesn't necessarily. It just means making those people go away that we don't want around us and drawing in new, better people because we want to have nicer people. So we might, for instance, be a landlord and we have tenants and we have a bad tenant mm-hmm. who, you know, has got cat pee all over the apartment, and we don't like it, and we want them to go. So we want to move them out. Then we got to clean the apartment up. Then we want to have new tenants come in who are better. They might have cats, but at least they have litter boxes, right? Mm. So we want to move in new people. And we might be a person who is, um, has a job working for a grocery store, say, and um, there's a new hire, and this new hire is obviously bipolar, schizophrenia, schizoaffective disorder, psychotic a lot of the times, but management doesn't mm-hmm. know it. And this person has even revealed to us, oh, yes, I was 5150 and, you know, and I hear voices. But the HIPAA laws and the laws of, um, the, of the corporation mean that we cannot take that information to the management. So we've got to move that person out. We don't want to curse them. They're already, you know, pretty much doomed with their mental illness. But we might say that we would like them to you know, let all the thoughts in their brains come out their mouths in front of the manager, and then we don't have to deal with it, right? So that's getting rid of a person, but then it's not just enough to get rid of a person and the corporate sends in a new crazy person. We want to attract someone good, someone who can be our friend. So this is what we're talking about, the inflow and the outflow of people from our lives. Not necessarily lovers, not but they could be, and not necessarily Sending people away with a curse, but how we how we bring them in and how we push them away. So I'm going to turn it over to Sister Girl. Let her talk.
4: Yeah, the reason I, I brought up this topic is because this is what people have been coming to me the most for. They either want to draw a lover mm. back to them, uh, or they want to get somebody out of their life. Either uh, some a third party that they wish wasn't there, so they can have an undistracted attention, the undistracted attention of their lover, or um, some unwelcome um, colleague or some unwelcome situation. And I thought it's really interesting because that's one of the things that I know, or even have someone call you, to contact you. Oh, you know, I I broke up with this person or or I, I haven't heard from this person and I erased their phone number and I'd like for them to call me. So this is I feel like this is most of the work I do is, is moving people in or out of someone's life, and uh, there are ways to do it and then and there are limits to it as well and so I thought it would be an interesting thing to discuss
1: all right mm-hmm. well let's just start with I'm going to set up a uh, situation let's say I'm a client uh, you brought up an interesting one um, let's say I have um, a a friend, and um, things have gone rough between us, and I want to move that person out. Uh, Give me an idea of how you would say, this isn't a love situation, just a friend. How would I move that person away from me? Well,
4: now, how would you move that? I mean, the one thing you can do is, the one thing that I, is a hot Uh, Mm foot. But you gotta, Mm -hmm. but uh, a hot foot spell. Um, Mm -hmm. And you don't have to have to do anything uh, to their person. I've done a hot foot with uh, a black candle, a black Mm girl candle, uh, Mm -hmm. dressed with hot foot oil and hot foot uh, powder and prayed over. Um, Mm -hmm. You can also do a a shaking jar filled with certain things um, to make them really uncomfortable until they move away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't know why you would do that to a, Someone who
1: was your friend But you know People have their reasons the only Well I'm saying mm-hmm. They were I, they were your yeah. friend And they fought with you Or whatever Well that's what I was going to say I've sometimes done If it's a friend And I just want them Out of my life They're bothering me They're uh, Maybe they're You know um, Going back in my life To an earlier time Maybe making a move On my partner And I don't hate them I don't want to Hot foot them I don't want them To leave town I just want them To leave us alone I might do something a little milder, um, some sort yeah. of a separation spell, and so I mm-hmm. might take um, and a piece of paper and and write their name and my partner's name and zigzag cut between it and say now the two of you just can't get back together again. Maybe singe the edges of the paper where I cut the zigzag. Uh, maybe freeze someone in the, the the other person in ice so that they can't you know they're frozen. Maybe take them and put them in an envelope. Their name. And put them in an envelope with separation powder, and mail that envelope to Rolla, Missouri. I don't know, just some place, mm-hmm. Paris, mm-hmm. France, and um, and say you 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 go you go spend your affections elsewhere. I did that once on somebody uh, where I I did it on behalf of a client, not for myself, but I I picked a place to mail it um, the letter to, which happened to have been I was told this was the person's hometown. They were from some some town, and I put their name, cut them apart from the woman's um, partner, and put her name in and sent it to General Delivery Care for her hometown. And was very gentle. There was no anger. It was just like, go, go now, go, go mm-hmm. away. And I, my client called me back and said, you won't believe this. I said, oh, I sure will believe it. What happened? <laughs> and she said, well, her mother uh, called her and said she needed some help selling a house and blah, 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 and that she would draw a bunch of money if she went there and helped with the selling of the house. She moved. She moved. She moved back to her hometown. So she followed that paper with her name on it. Um, sometimes we have very clear successes like this when we do a spell that is not done in anger but just to move someone out. Um, another very old-fashioned way of doing it is to put someone's name in a bottle and throw it in a river. Now, you've heard of that, yeah. Conjurman Ali, haven't you? Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, for me, the thing that, that when I'm moving someone away, if I'm not doing hot foot... This hot mm-hmm. foot is a bit of a type of crossing right like driving someone away and really quickly. Mm-hmm. But if it is someone in my life that I want them to move on or if it's someone's partner that needs to go on, um, I was always told salt. Salt is Mm -hmm. the perfect thing to use. Salt holds prayers. It's both protective, but it can also be used. And in fact, many hot foot powders have some type of salt in them. So you use it in three ways, I was told. But if you can't get access to a person, you take their name, you put it into a jar, shake it up, and then throw it into the river. As Mm -hmm. the river runs, so that person will run out of my life. If you can get access to their property, you will then, you can then sprinkle the salt on their property, praying over, as you walk through this salt, you will be driven out of my life. But the best, I was told, is to contaminate their salt. So what mm, you do is actually mm-hmm. take some salt from your – so you take some salt, you pray over it several days. You can light candles, whatever you want, but you pray over it Once so it holds the prayer. Then you take that little bit of salt to their house, and you know, you know what? They're not looking. You sprinkle it into their salt container. Stir it around so that every time they're eating or using that salt, it's, uh, they're feeding the spell that you put into it or the prayer that you put in. So those are kind of three approaches to moving someone out, uh, depending on what type of access you have. But it, it works really fast. Salt has a phenomenal way of really holding on to prayers and manifesting things quickly. And it's really good to use in a case where you don't want to hotlet someone or harm someone, but you need them to go away and go away quickly.
1: I just, I just got to jump, hold on, hold on, I just got to jump in, I'm sorry, Miss Michael, I can't believe it, only I should, Miss Michael in the chat room was telling a little story about mailing something to Paris, and then the the Mm. package came back, and we're all laughing at that, and then she said maybe Rome, Georgia next time, what she doesn't Mm. know is that one that I mailed to that person's hometown was to Rome, Georgia, it was Rome, Georgia, Miss Michael just freaking read my mind, I mean, Whoa, well, um, yeah, really, uh, totally mind blown. Okay, onward and upward, <laughs> <yeah>. big prize. <laughs> All right, go wow. ahead, sister girlfriend. <laughs>
4: no, look, the one thing I was going to say is if you are going to hot foot somebody, I, if you're going to burn a black candle or use any kind mm. of something like that, I would also burn a white candle because the time that one time that I did this work and did not burn a white candle with it. The person was violent, and someone was injured before they left. They did leave, and they were not able to come back but because they were, had a restraining order. They couldn't go back, but before they left, they hurt somebody.
3: Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. would
4: always recommend doing some kind of cooling and definitely burning uh, like a white candle to offset that.
1: Yeah, that that brings to mind one of the ways to move people out in love, which is um, we all know about the three-candle spell where you move the bad mm-hmm. person away and you move you and your partner closer or your client and, and their partner closer. But there's a way to do it with a white candle where there's the, the bad person's future husband or future wife or future partner um, where you, there's an extra person added. And in the four-candle spell, you're not just hot-footing. Uh, the unwanted person you're also Mm -hmm. finding them a new better mate and that can be done for jobs as well um if you want someone out of the job or you know uh, office or store wherever you work you can um get the logo of another store you know if you work for verizon you get the logo for sprint if you work for ralph's you get the logo for kroger i don't know and you 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 move them off to the to that logo and put and with a and have them meet their new manager
2: Mm, that's really yeah. good. I like that.
4: But then mm-hmm. um, another, I guess. But, go ahead.
2: No, no, please, please. I, I'll I'll jump in after. No,
4: you. I, I didn't have a, no I didn't have anything to add. Uh,
2: okay, uh, one of the one another way to kind of drive someone away over time, um, and to kind of send them on the way in a kind of quiet, peaceful way, without causing too much trouble, is to turn their photo upside down. So if you turn Mm -hmm. a person's photo upside down, it's a way to send them away. Another way is with their shoes. You can do a lot of really fantastic work capturing their footprint or their shoes, making sure that it always points away from your house. Um, These are ways of kind of getting someone to go and go away far. If, say, you have someone who's visiting or a family member or something, you you want them to go away. Capture their Mm -hmm. foot track and then scatter it at the crossroads. And what this will do is it will send them far, far away from you, whichever direction they want to go. These are great ways of kind of working without, again, doing the hot foot stuff. But hot foot is the reason people turn to it is because it works fast, it works strong, it's got really great results, and it gets things done.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm going to put in another one, which is uh, to dust your broom. So mm-hmm. this is an old, old one. If you have people over that you want to move out of your house, you can um, take go in your kitchen and turn your broom upside down. Again, it's like turning a photo upside oh, yeah. down. You're turning your broom upside down and sprinkle salt into the broom. And uh, mm-hmm. they will leave. When they leave, follow after them, and you can either use that salted broom to sweep after them or you can really just um, throw salt after them. Uh, just Mm -hmm. on the sidewalk and just say, you know, get out and don't come back no more. And that's a way to drive them away. Um, So that form of using salt to get rid of people, only caveat I have is too much salt will kill plant life. And um, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. if you need to protect your home a lot, don't be putting salt all over your lawn. You're going to kill your lawn. Make sure that the salt is really on the sidewalk or on concrete, cement, or rock paths or brick paths, where it won't kill, um, uh, you know, the flora, as it were. Mm-hmm. And I, I now I had some really crazy neighbors, um,
4: and what and I lived upstairs and they lived downstairs and they were a mess. And what I had to do was I didn't use candles. Well, I did, but not on them. I just took. I got some old school hot foot powder with like some real red fire ants in there and some, and and all all those other things in there. And I I threw it where they would walk on it. And I didn't know what would happen, but uh, about eight days later they flew by night. They packed up and got out of
1: there and they were gone. Yeah. I've seen it work very fast. Another way to get people to move out is to throw an egg over their house. And, um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know it it you just but they have to live in a small enough house that you can throw the egg over. Now, um, the egg should be prepared, and the usual way to prepare it is um, to put uh, take a knife, which symbolizes, of course, you want a pointy little knife It symbolizes cutting and puncturing. You puncture the egg and then you're going to take some graveyard dirt on the tip of the knife and jam it in there and you know wipe it out, and then you're going to take some hot foot powder or red pepper or whatever you got and put that in there and um and then you can um uh throw that egg over. Some people write their names on it, but then some people don't want their uh, handwriting to be recognized. Um mm-hmm. so that's a, that's an optional thing. Um and throw it up their house; it'll smash. And uh, I know people are still doing it because people call me up and say, "I found a an egg smashed in my yard. <laughs> what does it mean, Miss Cass?" <laughs> <laughs> well, it means someone wants you to leave. And that's going oh, to get yeah. me to to the next thought here. It is very difficult to drive out people who own their own homes. Yeah. Many yeah. of these yeah, old yeah. spells come from a time and a place where. Uh, only the wealthy owned land. People were renting. People back in the really, really ancient times, you know, were living on uh, collectively owned tribal land. So, um, but with the um, idea of land as deeded property and people owning a deed, some of these spells are a little harder to work. They work better, in my opinion and in my experience, on those who are renters. They're much more difficult to work on someone who owns the deed. Just saying. Yeah. That's interesting because I also
4: found the, the a hot foot as well, that with blood relatives, it's very difficult to hot foot. Mm-hmm.
1: That's right. That's right. If there's if there's some
2: type of connection or something that keeps people around, like you rightly pointed out, if there's some type of actual relationship connection, you know, blood connection, it's hard to drive that. There's always something mm-hmm. that will remain there, which is one of the reasons we always advise that if you're dealing with something like a mother-in-law, it's easier to sweeten the mother-in-law than drive away the mother-in-law, right? Similarly with things like property, if you own property, it's easy. And you have like, a, if, or if someone owns a property, it's easier to make them malleable to you than it is to force them out of their home and hearts. It's just, it's not impossible. It's just harder because there's something that will work against you, whether it's a bond or in this case, a connection to property. But there are ways you can drive a person away. The two ways that, that I've, I've been told to work. One is a little bit more gently is you gather the dirt of of a person that you want to send away. Uh, You you gather the dirt from their property, somewhere from the front of their property. You bring it home, place it into a bowl, add in salt. You light a white candle right in the middle of it, and you recite Ecclesiastes 3.6, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away. And you burn three candles into it burning it down three times reciting the verse three times over three days then you take the salted dirt back to the property and sprinkle it where they will walk through it generally what this does is it will make the person uh, feel like they need to move away that they need to go elsewhere and they'll give up their property alternatively if you wanted to be a little bit more forceful again you gather the dirt of the property you put it into a jar with vinegar and salt, turn the jar upside down, and keep it somewhere dark. And what this will do is it will sour them on the property. Uh, Once someone actually told me that it's it's not souring the proper, it's not them souring them to the property, but souring the property to them, making the spirit of the house and home and heart turn on them. Um, and the result is very strong. They'll often have se- like severe. Uh, accidents in the home issues in the home things will break apart and break down they will feel uncomfortable they will kind of tuss, and eventually they'll be forced to move out so you can kind of work this in gradations one a little bit more gently that is to convince them to go away and the other one to actually turn them on the land itself or turn the land against them
1: wow that's fantastic mm. um and i'm going to have to ask you what you said ecclesiastes but which verse and chapter was that
2: Oh, yes, that's a 3 uh, verse 6. Uh, a time to search, a time to give up, a time to keep, and a time to throw away. Wow, beautiful. That's beautiful.
1: Okay, now we still have some time in, to discuss, and um, we need to discuss how to draw people in because that's the other half yeah. of it. You don't just blow people away, you also have to. Uh, draw people to you. So let's talk some very quickly, I'm gonna give just one off the top of my head. One of the easiest ways to draw people in is with a candle. You just light a candle in their name, dress it, and just say to them, Come to me, come to me, come to me. You just recite mm-hmm. over it to to draw them in. And you burn that candle fifteen minutes um, at a time In the evening, in the night Now You don't burn it in the day You burn it in the night And you just say to them you know, Think of me, dream of me, come to me And you just um, put your heart on that candle You can dress the candle with any kind of oil Like come to me, oil is a good one You can also mm-hmm. um, dress the candle With um, any kind of herbs That are used for attraction Like catnip And um, that's probably the simplest form Of um, drawing someone in I'm going to give you one other one a way to attract someone to you is simply to wear these oils on your body, and like attraction oil, look me over oil, you can wear them on your body, and people will be attracted to you. Okay, how about you, mm-hmm. sister girl? You have a a good one for um, drawing people into your life.
4: Well, I definitely think the candle, yes, but I would say a, a spiritual bath, love drawing baths are great. Um, attraction baths first. And then a, a a maybe a love drawing candle. Um mm-hmm. I have a candle that I like to do called the lover's candle, just and it and it, it and I dress it with um a certain kind of oil that like is um kind of to make someone cling to you. Mm-hmm. So that the and, and uh using magnetic band in the candle. Uh, mm-hmm. using uh the your come to me oil is one of the best ones I've used. The Lucky Mojo oh, thank um you. Oh, it's true. Um, I think it's because you got the Ella campaign in there and but mm. uh, but I don't know it, 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 it it's really good so that comes from mm. the oil uh, the, mm. and, 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 and magnetic sands and 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 but definitely um, that candle work but also if you don't have anybody's personal concerns, I've even been able to do work with a I've done a caro syrup jar. It works faster than a honey jar even though I love honey jars. And um, I put their picture, the person's picture, in the caro syrup in lieu of having personal concerns and just worked on that. Um, and that has had burning candles on it. And, and even though the, the color fades from the picture, the essence is still in there. Also, you can take a photograph of someone and put it over your door. And you mm-hmm. can shout the person's name three times every morning, and that is work as well. Uh, hmm. You can also do take a pin, take that same picture, uh, and just take a pin and, and put nine holes in the person's picture in, and say, you know, you will call me, you will come to me, you will be with me, and that will affect their thoughts towards you as well.
1: Hmm. Wow. Um, now um, I'm going to ask Ollie. Do you have any good attraction spells, and not necessarily only for love, but maybe to get a job or t- you know to attract attention or whatever it is you're trying to attract? Yeah, there's
2: a variety of ways you can do attraction. And attraction I've always found works well if. If you're doing it for yourself, if you place it on yourself, so carrying a mojo bag, carrying some type of talisman, bathing, using it as a perfume. But to fit with a the theme of the sort of, of driving away, bringing in, I've been talking about neighbors and stuff. So you can drive away bad neighbors, but you can also draw in good neighbors. That is, if you've gotten rid of someone and now you're like, okay, well, I want to make sure I don't have to go through this process again, the best thing you can do is mix a little bit of sugar with magnetic sand and sprinkle that on the doorstep of this now vacant property praying that it draws the perfect neighbor for you a neighbor who is friendly and sweet and whatnot and it works it's a very simple process and what it does is that whenever the real estate agent or whatever or the the, the property manager shows people it will they will track through the sugar and the magnetic sand drawing in the right person to be your neighbor and I've done this in the past myself is, is when someone's move down. All right, I want to make sure my next neighbor is friendly. A little bit of sugar and magnetic sand mixed together, you being prayed over, works like a charm.
1: That's really a good one. I like that. And um, I also like for drawing people and attracting people to a home, I was always taught to use cedar wood or cedar wood oil. Oh, and yeah. um, if you want to uh, draw people to a, a home, you can just Go rub a little cedarwood oil on the doorknob and just say, let let new renters move in, let them be. But you want to put that sugar for them to be sweet neighbors Mm -hmm. as well. Um, To attract money to you, uh, lodestones are probably the best known. Lodestones and magnetic sand, pyrite is also used. You can carry a little mojo bag with those. You can also put them in your cash register to draw good customers i must be doing something right i've got a lodestone in my cash register and if you heard the first part of the Mm -hmm. show i was talking about how we couldn't hardly uh uh serve everybody we had so many people in the store today and um so that lodestone is there every time you open the till if you can't touch it you can at least look at it with your eyes and thank it thank you but i usually touch it when i when i ring up the cash register i just touch that lodestone and thank it. thank you and you feed the lodestone with magnetic sand in the cash register.
4: Well, one of my new favorites is actually incense. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
4: there's incense for, uh, to bring in clients, incense for money drawing. And if you burn both of those at the same time, you'll usually have a good result.
1: Mm-hmm. Wendy, what
4: kind of incense do you prefer? Um, I like to combine uh, – uh, uh, well, I, I like the cone incense for this, but I also mm-hmm. will use the stick incense. There's one that mm-hmm. I found that's called Attract Money, and there's one mm-hmm. uh, or money, and, the, and then there's one called Call Client. And those two mm-hmm. together work really well. Also, Money Drawing and Call Client, those mm-hmm. two work
1: together really well. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. one that I was taught to use is called Lakshmi Dupe. And it's a, mm. a log. It's an Indian incense, and Lakshmi is the Indian goddess of wealth. And you can burn a little bit of that Lakshmi dupe to draw in wealth. It's a good one. Great. All right. Well, we have really touched the highlights here just uh, off the top of our brains, but um, I hope that people will take some of these ideas to heart and use them both to repel the bad and draw in the good. And Sister Girl will be back later with a free spell about uh, these topics. But right now we're going to turn it over to Papa Newt, and he's going to bring in our clients for reading.
0: The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour with your hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali. And this week's special guest, Sister Girl, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners and answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our call-in clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the form, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, Papa Newt, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now, it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller, and our first caller is a return uh, caller calling in from area code 919 in North Carolina. This is Tia. Tia, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, welcome back to the show. Uh, Yes, we can hear you just fine. Now, I see that uh, your last situation you called in has changed, but you are calling in on a completely different topic. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. All right. It looks like you have not had any private readings with Ms. Catter-Conjurman Ali for this topic or any others, but you did have a reading uh, a root worker uh, back in August of 2019 on the situation, correct? Yes. Oh, thank you. And T.R. writes, I did some root work to remove an unhealthy attachment to a person from my past the night after I did the work, I started having a dis, a disturbing, reoccurring dreams about being chased, stalked, and hurt by a man. Is the person that I am removing from my life physically uh, attacking me or or, or psychically, psychically attacking me or doing work uh, on me? If not, what does this night terror, might terror mean? Turn back to you, Miss Cat.
1: All right. Well, thank you for the question, Tia. Um, I'm going to ask a couple of questions. What sign of the zodiac are you? Um, I'm a Capricorn with Pisces rising and a Sagittarius moon. Okay. Um, Pisces rising, and um, and and what did you say? Sagittarius moon. Okay. Um, so you're a pretty psychic person because um, yeah. You know, you you, we can see that um, uh, from your chart, just from those three points on your chart. You are um, a person who will be psychic uh, with that Pisces ascendant and the Sagittarius moon. Capricorns are pretty practical, though, so this is why you're kind of like, is this what's going on, or is it not? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? Because Capricorns want to know the practical answer, and you're probably a person who's very steadfast and doesn't have such things happen to you very often, but when it does happen. Your, you know, your Pisces and your Sagittarius are are well aware of what's going on psychically. So I'm going to throw three cards on this and see what I get. Um, I almost feel I don't need cards because just your description, I just went, yeah. But that's intuitive reading, right? Intuitive reading is when when the reader just goes, well, yes, or well, no. Um, but I'm going to, you know, go for it anyway. So I'm going to put down three cards. Um, card number one is an interesting card because it is the card of the queen of cups which is the psychic lady. So this tells me that you are dreaming true. This per- what what you dream is true. And the queen of cups is a lady who is holding a closed goblet and she has one foot touching a large body of water, could be ocean or a lake or a river, and she is looking inside the closed cup. So in a way this is kind of like that Bob Dylan line honey did you have to ask cuz you already knew this but you know but here we go and I I am agreeing with you you do see true you do dream true and you almost didn't need to ask but it's an interesting question <laughs> However, um, the next card really nails it in the head The next card is the Nine of Swords And the Nine of Swords is a woman uh, Waking up with night terrors a Dream of Nine Swords So this, has, uh, this usually is either severe depression Or it's a dream that was sent to you Now in the case of what you're talking about And knowing your history here with this person I would not interpret this as depression or anxiety I would interpret it as something that was sent to you. Um, it is not a card that always implies a curse. This card can be read as other reasons for this ill health or, or mental stress or so forth. But given the question, it looks like it's a, definitely a dream of fear and anxiety. And it manifests in the way that you yourself most feel the fear. In other words, if you were afraid of being alone, you'd have dreams of being alone. If you're afraid of being hurt, you're going to have dreams of being hurt. If you're afraid of um, people laughing at you, you'll have dreams of people laughing at you. The target is you. The form of the dream is the nine anxieties. Whatever is whatever makes you most uncomfortable is what you will get. And yes, this person is psychically working on you. The third card um, Tells me that it's not a permanent situation, and that you can, uh, you know, get past this situation. I would recommend that you do so firmly, because if you don't, it's going to linger, and we don't want to have that happening. So the card here is called um, the Hanged Man, and the Hanged Man is a person who's caught upside down, and he has his hands tied behind his back and he has a halo around his head. We say he's innocent. There is a problem here in that this person who you had the attachments to kind of had your number and you may need a helper to untie you completely. You did your own work to untie yourself and it has worked to a great deal. But the Hangman with the hands tied behind the back means you might need a helper. Now I'm not going to say you're going to need a $1,200, you know, spirit disattachment ceremony at which, you know, uh, bulls are killed and and uh, you know everyone has to run around naked screaming at the moon. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you need a helper of some sort. So whether that helper is um, a spiritual helper, a root doctor, a counselor. Um Or even a good book that contains some spiritual counseling on letting things go and letting letting you know getting untied from the past, you're going to need some help for this to be a permanent removal. Um, the reason is you are a little bit sensitive to the psychic influences that were being sent at you. and the person who is doing this to you, um, well, they're not a good person. let's just put it that way. But um, you can be untied And because we ended after When I do a run of three cards If it ends with a card that's generally considered um, A holding pattern or a negative I do want to get a solution card So I'm going to put in a fourth card Which I very rarely do But I just want to make sure that we have some Sort of a answer here That's going to be a good answer And uh, the card that I have here Is the Angel of Temperance Which is a very good card of healing And um, it shows the angel pouring water back and forth between two cups, which kind of matches that queen of cups at the beginning. And it's called the Interrupted Journey. There's a path, there's some water, and then there's a path. So what I feel here is that this angel, Raphael, is saying to me to say to you, you should bathe to remove the uh, problems, maybe launder your clothes um, in some sort of clarity, clarity or healing um, uh, bath crystals, and you should drink plenty of water, and you should carry a Queen Elizabeth root, which is shown in the card of temperance. And um, But if you have a helper um, who has some philosophical or religious connection to you, it would be good for you. Temperance is an angel, so calling upon angels would also be a helpful thing to do. Okay, so that's my reading on this. Um, let's turn this do you over have any to idea Sister... Why? I'm sorry, say again? Do you, do, you have, do you have any idea why this person is doing this to me? Well, that wasn't your question. Your and I can only answer one question. Okay. Let's turn this over to Sister Girl. Okay, so um, I think
4: the reason... I, I can pick up on that. I can say I think the reason that... I don't. I don't necessarily know that this person is working against you so much as they just your your work is working and they don't want to go. You're, mm-hmm. I I wonder if this is a former love interest because I see the Tower card, which tells me it's a breakup. The Three of Swords, which is sort of a personal betrayal, um and and but I do think that you can. It is appropriate for you to move this person away because if you don't get away now, you maybe won't be able to get away later. Because I got the ten of coins uh, reversed, which is telling you that. Uh, mm-hmm. I would suggest if you could get a uh, make a mojo, have a talisman, uh, greegree, some kind of protection talisman. Uh, you can make one, you can purchase one, something that's significant to you. Um, because I just feel like this person just doesn't want to go. And that's the reason I see your anxiety with the uh, uh, eight of swords and the nine of swords here. Uh, but I do see it working out. Kat, Miss Kat's suggestion of a helper is uh, very uh, appropriate because uh, then I have the six of wands, which is telling me that, you know, you would need a helper. And, but a, uh, a caveat here is when you get that help, make sure you express your gratitude or pay what is appropriate or make sure they're acknowledged in the way that they have asked to be acknowledged. Uh, if it's ancestors, make sure you do something for them. If You know, if it's spirits, make sure you do something for them. And I do see this person moving on. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, but, okay. But that's what I was, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't necessarily see magical work against you, but I just think this person just doesn't want to go. They would rather
1: not. <laughs> that's
3: mm-hmm. all.
1: And it's, it's working their, on it's you. It's their, yeah, you. it's their clinging to you. It's their holding yeah. tight to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, okay um, So let's turn this over to Contra Manali We've given him some ideas About things that we saw in the cards mm-hmm. That might be incorporated into root work But um, let's see what he has to say
2: So you've gotten some, some really good reading There's a couple things to, to just point out here First uh, I think Kat is, When she mentions that you are a, a Pisces rising Pisces and, and has some clear psychic ability That's a very In astrology, Pisces rising is almost always an indicator of someone who's a strong dreamer and their dreams come true and they have certain psychic abilities. Uh, That Sagittarius moon means you should probably pick up astrology at some point in your life. I think it'll help ground some of your dreams by giving you a kind of rigorous system to kind of deal with all this. That way you can check with that very practical Capricornian self if a dream is true or just a dream. But being a Pisces, it also means that you're very sensitive. And Pisces and Cancer, both of them, are a little bit more susceptible to psychic attack than the other signs. And I think this is what uh, Sister Girl is really picking up on, is the idea that that this person can resist instinctually, and that's what you're feeling here. So what we're going to do is I'm going to give you some recommendation on how to weaken a person's uh, psychic resistance to a certain extent so that you can drive this person out of your life, so that you can be free of them. My recommendation is to start by fashioning a doll out of cloth. Uh, if you have something of theirs, you can use that. Like If you have an old sock or used underwear, use it. If not, you can use any cloth, but make sure that you uh, put something of his in there, whether it's his hair, his name, uh, his photo, something. You're going to fashion this doll, and then you're going to stuff it with various things. You're going to put red pepper in the feet to drive away this person to put their feet on fire. You're going to stick a licorice root, uh, a little stem of licorice root or a slice of it, right in the center to represent his spine and to give you power over him. You're going to stuff the rest of the body with salt. And then when you get to the head, I want you to put black pepper and Spanish moss. Um, You're going to then sew this all up. And baptize it in his name In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost I name you so and so What I do to you will happen to so and so What you feel, they will feel What you hear, they will hear What you smell, they will smell You see, they will see, so on and so forth Once you've baptized it, you'll feel it That is him now What you'll do is you'll reach And you'll very quickly snap the spine What this does is Mm -hmm. break the power of a person It breaks their ability To stand up against you You are are unable to resist you. Now what we're going to do is reverse or at least recreate, I should say, the hermit card. You are going to take a blindfold and blindfold, you can use a little ribbon of some sort, blindfold this doll baby. As this doll baby, as so-and-so is bound, now you are bound. You're unable to see me, you're unable to speak against me, you're unable to resist me. You're gonna take their hands and you're gonna bind it behind their back so that they're unable to work against you. Then you're going to take their feet and you're going to bind their feet together so that they're unable to walk towards you. You're going to take this, and you're actually going to hang this from a fan, a ceiling fan of some sort, and you're going to turn that ceiling fan on and keep it going for roughly about three days. What this does is it's going to take the power and energy of that uh, hermit card that we saw, where you—that's your right, Without the, not the hermit, hermit the hangman. The
3: hang hang ma- fan. the
2: hangman. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. The hangman uh, that that was represented for you, and turn it back on him. He's now the hangman, not the. Uh, Not you. After three days, you're going to take that doll baby down. You're going to place it into a jar. You're going to fill that jar with lemon juice, wrap it in aluminum foil, and place. you want to wrap it nice and tightly, and you're going to place this in the freezer. Let it stay in the freezer until this person no longer has any power to resist. Your dreams will stop. No more reoccurring dreams. You will actually, if you even run across this person, you'll know that there's been an energetic shift. They will seem weaker. They will seem tired. They will seem like they, they're a little out of sorts. Their head will be fuzzy. That's your indication that they're no longer, they've no longer got strength to resist you. Once that's done, you know, take that bottle out throw it into a river, walk away without looking back. Now, they may already be gone by the time uh, you throw the bottle away. That'll just be, finalize it. Now that you're gone, stay away. It's a good way of ensuring that that person is out of your life. Now, once that's done, then you want to do some work on yourself. My suggestion is to get some clarity bath crystals, dissolve these things, some hot water, add in some bay leaves, Um, as well as some hyssop, which is great for cleansing. um, but also the combination really works well to bring clarity and to kind of cleanse away any kind of fogginess. You're going to let it cool. Pour this not too much, but just so it's enough to, to touch. You're going to put this into a bath that you've drawn. Add in a couple splashes of Florida water. This will make the bath a little bit kind of cloudy. Stir this around and bathe in this bath. Wash yourself in this. This is a fantastic, fantastic bath that will really kind of Spiritually pick you up will clear away any kind of fogginess will clear away any doubts really good for clarity of mind really good for cleansing and purification. It smells quite nice as well. Bathe yourself in this dispose of the used bath water at a crossroads off of your property. This is my recommendation. It's kind of a two-part work, one to deal with them and the other to do with yourself. Now, you only, I only recommend you do the bath once, but you can repeat it as many times as you'd like. If in the future you once more feel kind of spiritually icky and a little confused and unsure, then use this particular bath. It's really good. It'll be your kind of go-to cleansing bath. This combination, I sense, will be good for your situation, uh, particularly if you combine it with strong prayers to whichever religious tradition you've gone, whether it's just the recitation of psalms or the reaching out to angels or saints or whatnot. But I do believe that this is the working that will uh, help to turn this situation around. Now, we've got two minutes left. This is uh, We're going to turn this over to Miss Kat and Sister Girl and see if they have any adjustments or uh, additions that they would recommend.
1: Well, that was fantastic, Ollie, as always. I do have a question from the chat Mm. room. It's our very own Miss Athena of Air and Administrative Moderator at the Lucky Mojo Forum. Hi, Miss Athena, who asks, Is there a good substitute for using a ceiling fan if you don't have one at home?
2: Yeah, if you don't have a ceiling fan at home, you can simply hang the person from a ceiling hook of some sort, and then every day or every once in a while when you walk around, toss the, the, the doll baby. Just give it a good smack like a pinata, uh, and it'll do the same thing. You can also just hang it uh, from a thread and spin it in a counterclockwise fashion uh, every night or so, and it'll basically do the same thing.
1: Aim Nerf balls at it. <laughs> oh that's good <laughs> <laughs> Whatever um, I I know another one that works And I've done this myself Because I didn't have a ceiling fan Although I knew this trick um, Get a cat toy You know one of those wand Like mm. flexible fishing pole yeah. type cat toys With the little feathers um, Put the little doll among the feathers Let your cat play with it
2: Oh that's good That's mm-hmm. so good Okay, and cats are particularly psychic, so you'd be messing that person's dreams up,
1: Mhm, yes, <laughs> yes, and um, if you really want the cats to play with the with a a toy, you can just put a little catnip oil on it just for kicks, you know whatever mm. um um but the the thing about the cat toy, oh, another one that um I have seen too, is to use it as a dog toy. Um, throw, fetch, throw, fetch Throw, fetch, throw, fetch It'll drive the doll crazy Especially if you have a nice golden retriever Who will fetch and throw Fetch and throw, fetch and throw And getting it completely covered with saliva The dog will not wear out The doll will wear out Okay? <laughs> All right very much. All right, here's our music So we are now uh, getting ready to go to our next segment, and I hope we were able to help with that one. That was a lot of interesting spells off the top of our heads. And um, one of the things we do here best is just bounce off each other. Um, So let's turn it over to Papa Newt.
0: Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic taunter practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our next client. And our next client is a first-time caller calling in from area code 678 in Georgia. This is Renee. Renee, are you there?
1: Yes. Hello. I'm here.
0: Hello. Welcome to the show, and thank you for entrusting us with your situation today.
4: Thank you.
0: Right. And Renee writes, I am seeking advice and assistance regarding a guy I have been seeing since uh, uh, April of 2018. I would like to know if there's a future for us. What am I doing or not doing that's preventing us from being together in the exclusive and committed relationship? Uh, What can I do? What can I do to break him away from someone else he has also seen? Turning back to you, Miss Kat.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to ask a few questions, and then we'll turn this over to Ollie. But let me ask the questions that we always ask. What is your sign of the Zodiac? Sagittarius. Okay. And what is his sign? Virgo. Hmm. Okay. Well, we have a problem right there. And I'll tell you what the problem is. This is not mean that this is an impossible relationship. Ollie, you know what the problem is, right?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: They're both mutable signs. Very. They're both mutable signs. So yeah. um that's a a problem for what we call the long term exclusive committed relationship. Mutable signs are signs of the zodiac, then there are four of them, that are changeable. And when one changes one way, the other changes the other way, they like the wind, they blow back and forth. And they are hard to get to commit generally speaking. And um so that does not bode well for this particular person, but we can still work on it. I've seen a couple of mutable people, you know, make a marriage. It's possible. It's not impossible. But you're going to be fighting kind of against the current because the current is to change if things aren't going right. So um, let's turn this over to Ali, and he's going to do a reading.
2: Yeah, I can't really hit the nail on the head, and particularly with Virgo and and Sagittarius, that mutableness kind of comes really to the forefront. I think Sagittarius, you know, in addition to being a fire sign with an earth sign, that that combo is is a bit tricky. Um, But that doesn't mean you can't make it work. It just means that you're kind of an uphill battle, and you're going to probably have to find some accommodating middle ground for how you guys Come to define a relationship. They're going to need to be some flexibility there, and this is reflected in the cards. The very first card that we have is, this, is the six of Pentacles. Here we have a merchant who is doling out coins. He may be holding some back, but he's giving it to the poor. The problem is that this is not a an indication of of great generosity. Yes, he's helping the poor people out, but the poor aren't being elevated from their state. And usually, when I see the six of Pentacles, what we see is that there is a giving that is happening. The giving that It is not, you know, it's not fulfilling. It's not enough, right? It's like going to a fantastic restaurant and and you enjoy this great meal, but the portions are ridiculously small. And by the time you get home, you're hungry again, right? So this is what's happening here is that there's just enough going on between you, just enough love, just enough affection, just enough of a relationship, just enough There for there to be hope to say, okay, maybe there's something here, but it doesn't really satisfy doesn't really satiate. So there needs to be a little bit more here. Um, And and the Six of Pentacles is an indication that there's an imbalance here. There's an imbalance in the relationship, an imbalance in the power structure, an imbalance in who's the giver and who's the taker. I always tell people that that if you're a giver and the other person's a taker, you need to be okay in that scenario. If you're one of the people who loves to give and isn't bothered about people who are taking, then great, that connection works. But if you're one of those givers that will eventually feel exploited by the taker, then you need to find someone who is equally giving as you are. So there is, you're going to need to sit here and really kind of uh, account for the imbalance of the relationship. Now there is a stalemate because the Six of Pentacles leads us here to the Seven of Wands. And the Seven of Wands is a person standing on a hill fighting off six other stabs that are reaching up. This is you trying to change the situation and him or your partner or just potential partner resisting. There is a desire to keep things the way that they are. He is in an advantaged position, and he's not willing to give that up. There is an element of letting go in relationships, particularly those that require commitment, and not everyone is ready to do that. So there is a bit of holding back here, of keeping the ground that he's on and unwilling to change. The magical work that you will do will be met with resistance. Any type of spiritual work that you do will be met with resistance. This other person that is a rival will not easily go away. So you are fighting very clearly an uphill battle. Finally, the card that we have, the third card, is the Eight of Swords. The Eight of Swords is a woman who is bound and blindfolded. In many ways, it's the hanged man, but right side up. And there, she's standing on a very marshy ground, surrounded by swords. Whichever way she turns... Uh, there is hurt and pain for it. If you let go and move on, it will be very painful. If you stick around, it will be very painful. Whenever I see this card, it's an indication that says that if you stay in this relationship, be prepared for a struggle, and a struggle that will cause a great deal of emotional strain and pain. Now, that doesn't mean all hope is lost, but it does mean that your power here is limited, and so what I would highly recommend is doing work that empowers you to grant you clarity, and then perhaps consider working with a root worker or a long-term uh, magical coach who can help you with this situation. The good news is that that final card that I have is the four, is the three of cups, which is my fourth card, which I usually pull for asking what kind of magical work can be done here. And here there is some celebration. It's three people indicating that you're not going to be fully successful driving away the third person, but that you can achieve some success and victory here if you bring on an ally, someone who will support you and aid you, and be a uh, you know a person in your corner that will turn this situation around magically and spiritually. So there is some success to be had here, but success that will come out of a great deal of struggle, a great deal of pain, and there will be some sacrifice needed on your part based on your expectations. So this is what I see here in terms of the cards. I'm going to turn this over to Sister Girl, who's going to give you some uh, further reading, and then we'll have Miss Kat give you a work recommendation.
4: Okay. um, What I see here is, uh, I got the the, the herophant, which is telling me that you're seeking a relationship. Uh, I do get that you have a wish to be with this person. Um, however, I have the three of coins here and the three of swords, which makes me think that this person is, if he doesn't have a, another person in his life, like a girlfriend, now he's seeing several people. Can you tell me, is he seeing, does he, do you know if he has a girlfriend or not? Or, or do you know if he's dating other people? Uh, he tells me he's – I know that he's dating other people. He has not specifically said that, but I know that for a fact. Um, okay. I know at least two in particular that he is seeing. But yeah, that's what that I, I see heard. here. I see two other women. He is seeing other people, and so that's why he, he's a hesitant to make a compromise. I do, however, see that with root work, because I have the magician card here, With so that represents root work to me, root work, candle work, magical workings. Um, you can get what you want. Um, you will be victorious here. Um, and, and 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 it will come out better than you expect. He does like you. He does have feelings for you, but he's not expressed it. Uh, but the the issue here is that he, like Conjure Manali said, he's enjoying, he's, he's resistant because he's enjoying his freedom because he's
1: seeing a lot of women. You can be successful with root work, though. That's what I see. All right. Well, I'm going to try to give you some root work to work on with this. I My sense of this is before I enter into what root work I would recommend, um, you have two problems here. One is to change his mind and bind him closer into the idea of commitment and marriage. And the other is to keep him from seeing others. Because if you had one without the other, it wouldn't work. In other words, if you got him to marry you and he cheated, then he would be a cheater, right? But if now it's an open relationship and he can see others and it's all free and open, but now he's not married to you. So you're actually asking for two different things, and I don't see that each one of them is going to be as easy as the other. So I'm going to start with driving the other women away. And I'm going to give you a very simple way to do that. Um, You need to know their names or something about them. If you have a picture, so much the better. And you're going to get little figural candles of women. And we usually use a red candle for him, a red candle for you, and we use a black cursing candle for any other woman. Not that she's necessarily in the wrong. And sometimes these poor women are not in the wrong because they think he's single. They may be suffering just as much as you, but we usually use a black candle. And between his back and the back of the other woman, we're going to start with the one, which we're going to have to do this several times with a bunch of women, unfortunately. Um, You're going to put some hot foot oil or separation oil or a mixture of the two. And um, you're going to put between the front of you and on the front of his candle, we're going to put some... uh, Love Me Oil, Dixie Love Oil, Marriage Oil, whatever you want. You're going to start these candles about seven inches apart. That's about as far as from your thumb to your little finger. That's where you put you, where your thumb would be. You start with your right hand. You with your thumb is, he with your little finger. Then you move your thumb uh, to where your little finger is, and you're going to put the other candle about where your index finger would be. In other words, just back-to-back touching. That's the other lady. And um, it there should be on a small table so that you can, as you move these candles, her candle will walk away. His candle will walk toward you. If you imagine like a checkerboard, two adjacent squares, you're in your square, you don't move. He's in the square next to you with his back to her. She's in the next square, but she's going to go away one whole more square away. Um, you can see pictures of this at my book, uh, The Art of Food of Candle Magic. So in any case... Um, You're also going to need a pair of scissors. And you're going to um, set the candles up, name them, pray over them, and then walk her candle a step away after you've lit them. You've lit them all, and you move her away, step away, and and you say to her, Miss so-and-so, go, go, go. Then you move him toward you. Then you move her away. And you do this over the course of the entire burning of the candle, which can be several hours. You can burn them in 15 minutes at a time over several days and make one move each time or two moves each time. Um, as his candle and her candle, back to back, are moved away from each other, you're going to pair a pair of scissors between them with open with the blades of the scissors facing her back so that she can't come back. She has to go. It'll hurt her if she comes back. Meanwhile, his candle's moving toward you. His candle and your candle get together, and you're going to take some sewing thread, and you're going to tie around your candles around the hips. It's called tying the loins together and let your candle and his candle burn down to the feet. Her candle keeps on walking away, walking away. If you have nothing against the lady, she's innocent. She doesn't know what's going on here. um, I would just take her candle and um, put it out in some river water and then throw the candle stub and the water back into the river. However... If you think she's an evil person, you might put her out in a mixture of salt, red pepper, and black pepper. Just crush her candle out and throw it in a crossroads and let the cars drive over it. It's up to you how you want to handle her. But now you said there's multiple women. You can't do them all at once, and so you're going to have to do the whole spell over again for each woman. Now, this becomes a a lot of work, and this is part of the problem here. This man is not really wanting a committed relationship with anyone. He wants to be a a ladies' man, a player. I don't know how old he is and how old you are, but as I often say, we all want children to grow up and live responsible lives, but the truth of it is some children never grow up. And he may be one of those who just doesn't grow up. And if he doesn't grow up, it's going to be pointless to try to catch him because even if you marry him, why he'll keep on having other women. So you have to think about your own respect for yourself in this situation. Now, that brings us back to the marriage thing. If you want to do a binding spell on him to love you, love you, love you, never be away from you, I'd recommend a nation sack. It's a small mojo bag, and it has in it a lot of different little curios and objects that are for um Fast and firm love. And there's many ways to make a mojo. You can make one with um, John the Cocker Root and Queen Elizabeth Root, catnip, um, oh my gosh, rosemary, just a few of those good herbs that cause women to rule. You can put in two lodestones, one for you and one for him, and some magnetic sand. But what makes it be really a nation sack is you're going to put some coins in it, one coin for his birth year, one coin for your birth year. And if you both have the same birth year, two coins of the same birth year. And then you're going to put in a string, and this is the most important part of the nation sack. A string is going to be, oh, cut a string about nine inches long. And and when you have sex with him, rub some of his uh, uh, cum and yours mixed together on the string. Now, if he uses a condom, you're going to have to... um, sort of retrieve that and mingle it up with your stuff. And then you're going to tie knots in that thread. And the first knot you tie, you loop it over, and you call his name. It can be on the phone or he can be in another room. Don't let him see what you're doing. you be in the bathroom, for instance. And you just call his name, Henry, and he says yes. And when he answers, you pull that knot tight. And you do this for seven knots, some say nine Different people do it different ways. And you keep that string in between times, and you don't have to add fresh sexual fluids each time. Dried out is fine. But each time you tie a knot in it, you put it back in that bag, in that nation sack. And that's to keep him tied to you. But what's the point of having a man tied to you if the man is a cheater? He'll just always come back to you, but he'll still cheat. And that's the problem. So the real thing that you need to find out is about his cheating nature. Now, you didn't ask that question. You asked, what can I do? And we're giving you what you can do. But there's another question that ought to be asked and um, and probably will be helpful for you to ask. And that question is, can he be cut off from the idea of searching for women because let's say you cut off all those women individually and throw them all in crossroads and they all get driven over by cars and they all go away or you throw them in the river and they all go down the river and then you do a freezer spell and you put all the names of all the women in the world in the freezer spell and freeze their names out do not ever come near my man so what does he do then? he just goes and watches online porn right? because it's his nature so what you really have to do is ask a different question which unfortunately we don't have time for today, which is, what is his nature? Is there in him a spark of oxytocin-fueled, fidelitous, marriageable love or not? And some men don't have it. And then all the spells in the world will just be um, a waste of your time. So go back to basics and ask that question. You can call any reader, 10 minutes. Reading will give you the answer. You can call us in a few months and ask. But in the meantime, I've given you some things to do. But remember, catching and holding a no-good man just means you've just got a no-good man. You can do it, but was it worth it? You know, Was it really the one you wanted? I'm going to say that as a Sag and a Virgo together, the two of you are not an ideal couple. And I would say you might do better with someone who is a bit more your speed, and also thought the way you thought. Rather than trying to, you know, marry an alcoholic and try to reform him or marry a drug addict and try to reform him or marry a womanizer and try to reform him or marry a compulsive gambler and try to reform him, the better thing for a woman to do is to seek out and find a man who's going in the same direction she is, has the same goals in life, and then they just walk a little closer and closer till they're holding hands, and the next thing you know, they're married, but they're going in the same direction. Rather than trying it's to change each
4: that other. Say that. It's funny yeah. that you say that because his ex wife was a his, excuse me, his ex wife was a Sagittarius and his mother is a Sagittarius. Oh my <laughs> Lord. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. And conjuman yes, yeah. Ali, I actually um sent you an email and I um actually did pay for a reading. I know you've been very, very busy. So um, I'll go
2: and take a look for it.
4: Yes, and actually I guess I'll add that question. Um, yeah, I think that that would be
2: the perfect that would be a perfect, perfect. focus of the reading. Is this person Perfect. Yes. Okay. already.
4: Okay. Okay, so I'll send my email to you. From I, it's been a couple of weeks, and I know you've been really, really busy. Perfect. I know Delilah yes, me said me.
2: that
1: you are going to try to get through emails. Okay. Yeah.
2: Just up, update the question, and we'll answer that one.
1: Good. Okay. Thank you so no, much. Thanks. All right. Well, thank you I, all. I, Anybody else have anything to add to this?
2: No, I think this was a fantastic working, and I think the the readings are definitely gesturing towards something
1: yeah yeah there's a there there is a a bit of a problem here. Let's just say that, and yes. you know we're we're hoping for it, but this may not be the right person. Get that reading from Ali, he owes you one, and he'll give it to you as quick as possible. It's great, okay. All righty. Well, now it's going to be time for the uh, technical portion of our radio show in which no humans exist, only the electronic remains of humans.
2: LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Condrum Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 4 to 5. And The Witch, the Priestess and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay. Fridays, 6 to 7. All-time specific, Add 3 Hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com.
0: And now it's time for our free spell segment with Sister Girl of SisterGirlConjure.com in Los Angeles, California. Take it away, Sister Girl.
4: Okay, great. Uh, can you hear me? I just have had my thing on mute for a second. Um, no, you're fine. Okay, great. Okay, so my spell this week is a communication spell. And I, I think of this as a spiritual text message. So you have to keep in mind, just like any text message, the person may or may not respond. You can't control that. But what you'll need is a, a four-inch chime candle in the color red. You'll need Lucky Mojo come-to-me oil. You'll need uh, four herbs. You'll need catnip. You'll need cinnamon. You'll need John the Conqueror in a powdered form. And deer's tongue. So you're going to carve the person's name from the bottom to the top, starting at the bottom, going to the top. Uh, you're going to write their name on the candle. Then in, in, with a pen or a, or a, um, or a stick pin, but not a needle. If you're going to use a needle, you have to cut the eye out so that no one can see what you're doing. Um, so you're going to write the name, and you're going to write what you want them to do. Either text me, call me, come to me, be with me on the candle. Then you're going to take your powdered herbs. You're going to powder all these herbs. And it's hard to powder uh, John the Comforo root. So if you you can't find the powder somewhere, you need to grind it up. Um, So take the powder of these four herbs that I mentioned. Put it on brown paper. Then you're going to anoint your candle with the come-to-me oil. Um, I would do it from the center up and then from the center down. Then, with that oiled candle, you're going to roll it towards you on that brown paper until it's coated with herbs. And then you're going to light this candle, but first you're going to focus on the candle. You're going to think of what you want to happen. You're going to think of what you want the person to do. You're going to ask them to call you and and visualize it happening. And then you're going to burn it down. Um, it doesn't take long, maybe an hour or two, for that candle to burn, uh, and and then wait. Now, usually it works within 48 hours. If it doesn't work in that time, you know the person decided not to. But it it is like it is a spiritual message, and I think they will get it.
1: Wow, I love that one. And uh, mm. you said something very important there. You've sent the message, and this is kinda relates to some of the stuff that came up in the in our earlier talk and in the reading about the dream. Was it a message? A message will be received, but it need not be acted on. So yeah. really this is like sending a spiritual text message. She's not just using those words, folks but a person can tell you. In fact, I had a client just today I was doing a reading for who'd gotten six messages from someone who they're having a problem with and said, "Well, you know, I just read the preview of the message. I never click and open it so they don't know that I know I got the message." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that is true spiritually as well. So, you may not get the response, but you know the person got the text in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Beautiful work. Yeah. Very beautiful work. Yeah. Yeah. I like that because it's clean and clear. What do you think, Ollie?
2: These communication bills are always fantastic because if a person, you know, if you've ever had the need to have someone call you, text you, or whatnot, they work quite fast, but they also have another kind of additional component is that many times, at least this has been all my experience, is that with these type of communication spells, people end up dreaming about you. They'll have, mm-hmm. they'll have the one of the signs that manifests is the kind of this dreaming. This like, oh, I'm, I'm thinking of this person. I'm dreaming of this person. And that type of work is always really great because it works at the sort of both subconscious level and the conscious level. So you have this kind of planting of the seed right into the conscious that manifests as a dream before you realize that you get contact. So I'm a big fan of this type of work.
1: I'm going to yeah, throw in another. Hardest... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you no, go ahead. No, I
4: think the hardest thing for us to accept is that people don't have to do what we hope they'll do.
1: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. And they may not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add something else here. And this is about those herbs. So the herbs that we had here were um, deer's tongue, John the Conqueror, mm-hmm. cinnamon, catnip, and come-to-me oil. You can do something else with this. Let's just say you had a person that you met, oh, you were out at a party or something, and they caught your eye. You caught their eye. You didn't get their name. Maybe you exchanged numbers, but it didn't, you weren't sure that they had your number. Whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Wear those herbs and that oil. Take those herbs, powdered herbs that you've used for rolling the candle, and p- mix them into some comforting oil, and and um, and let it sit for a while, and wear that oil. That herbs, those that combination of herbs, those same herbs that were used to dress the candle, dressing you, he will pick you out in a crowd. He will know mm. it was you who sent the text because. Face it, sometimes we meet somebody You say, hi, my name is Barb, blah, blah, blah. And then later he goes, was her name Barb or was it Pauline? You know, can't remember, right? But if you're the one wearing those herbs at the next party, he goes, Oh, that's mm-hmm. there she is right. So mm-hmm. in order to make a come to me spell or a communication spell or a contact me spell work, they have to have your number spiritually, physically, mentally, somehow. And so wearing those herbs is a good way to reinforce it. Again, don't wear them for the rest of your life thinking someday he'll pop out of a crowd, although stranger things have happened. But um if you while you're burning that candle and, um, you know, wear the, those oils and go around to the same places and the same people where you were when you met that person and see if you can't get a little um, recognition then. Because for him, he may have dreamed of it. Oh, my God, there was that girl, and I saw her at the party, and I don't remember her name. He'll never find you. So wear the herbs, okay?
2: Well, I love that. Yeah, that's a great way of, uh, and you can do that also with any oils that you use, right? If you're ever using Come to Me oil, make sure you wear that oil as a scent, you go mm-hmm.
1: out. Yeah, exactly. And um, another thing that um, I like to do when doing a contact spell with someone is I do like to draw a line. Now, she said 48 hours, and I think that's very adequate. Um, people say, well, you did a contact spell, and it didn't work. But again, as going back to what we were saying, a contact spell is not a coercion spell. It's just a message. Hi, I'm here. Can you please contact me? They don't have to. And if you do expel like this, I always allow myself and my clients to do it three times. If they don't contact Mm. after three times, as the old saying goes, what I tell you three times is true. And they do not wish to contact you. Just have to accept that that's their message. Their message in return is no. Mm. All right. Well, thank you, Sister Girl, for a wonderful, classic Very simple, easy-to-perform contact spell. It's a great great way to go. All righty. Well, there's our music, and we're coming up to the end of our show. And that means that Papa Newt is going to give our closing announcements. And after the closing announcements, well, we're all going to come back and uh, say goodbye, each in our own special and several ways. So take it away, Papa Newt.
0: Thank you, Ms. Kat and Conjurman Ali, and thank you, Sister Girl of SisterGirlConjur.com in Los Angeles, California, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers will be Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, bringing us the topic on When spells Go Bad. Once again, we come mm. to an end of an episode. Mojo Hoodoo Rebook Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Ms. Cat via the Lucky Mojo form at forms at and conjurman Ali at the conjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer Papa Newt during the news in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rupert Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com/radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here, and I invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye.
1: All right. Thank you, Papa Newt. I want to give some quick shout outs here. Tony I is in the room. Miss Michael, Miss Athena, Mar Lady Young, Luminaria Star, Hoodoo for You, Doctor Sweets, Angela L and Alpha Blue O Six. Well, thank you all for joining us and we have more who are unrevealed, who are just guests. But um you the know secret guest. The secret guests. <laughs> but uh, to all of you, to all of you who are here and who join this radio show, thank you very much. And um, these are available in archive, as Papa Noot always says. And we know that over the course of years, thousands of people listen to these shows. So uh, thank you all for listening. Tell your friends about the shows, and remember that the um, archive links are available at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. And you can find them there. All right everybody. Good night. Good night, everyone. Nice. Good night.